Hello and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s, 30s and 40s. I'm Chantelle Dyson, a life coach for single women that are looking to embrace their single life by overcoming loneliness through friendship, empowering their lives, going out there and doing the things that people say they can't do just because they're single. Now, whether you listen to this podcast regularly or it's your first time, it would be so, so helpful to helping other single women out there if you could go and review the podcast, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or listening on Spotify, you can give them a star rating or even better than that, at any point at which you enjoy a moment in this podcast episode, if you could screenshot it, tag me in it on Instagram and help spread the word about single life being something that we can do and we can accept. And that leads me nicely onto this week's topic, which is, are you really happy being single? When you come out as somebody that is trying to embrace and celebrate your single life, you are met with some level of resistance, some people that are going to try and hold you back in terms of questioning those beliefs and questioning that different lifestyle. Sometimes we end up choosing a single life because we feel that there is no other option. We don't feel like we should expect to be in a relationship anymore. We succumb to the fact that that is the inevitable, that maybe we will never find anyone ever again and we need to be happy with that, which is one side of it. And I know another group of you remain hopeful still that you will get that relationship and really, really want that because you want the future of what that looks like, building a home together, maybe even a family too. So it's a little less accepted by you, but you realise that that's what you have to do, but there's still that pang of wanting it. And then there are others out there that have completely changed their belief about things. And whilst they might still accept a relationship or not, they really are just totally in love with being single. And there's kind of different levels to happiness within that. But we get doubted whichever phase you kind of feel that you belong in there about whether you're actually happy. Now, if you are along the lines of wanting to be in a relationship and form a family at some point and want that, then it's so much easier for someone to pick at your level of happiness because they're like, well, is that really what you want? Are you sat there just saying that because you're trying to make yourself feel better? I think it's important when we're discussing this idea of happiness, which I'll get into in a bit more depth in a moment. But before we delve into some of the meanings is being honest with yourself about how you feel. A lot of my social media and the content I put out there will look positive because I do find single life a positive experience. Having been in a relationship for so long, I see and I value the benefit of being single at this moment in time. You will know if you've seen any more of this that I date, then don't date, then date, then don't date. And some of that's because of the experiences I've had. And then some of it's because I've gone, oh, no, wait, I've got a bigger project going on. And I see a relationship, obviously, is a very long term project, maybe not one that lasts an entire lifetime. That's a belief I hold. But it is something that needs attention and care. And sometimes my passions and my drive are elsewhere. And sometimes I need to, to be fair to the people that are on dating apps looking for something else and looking for someone to engage with them long term and regularly. I can't offer that sometimes. And being honest about that is somewhere that I, you know, stay true to my values in being open and honest and being self-aware. And that's important in this episode too. You might not really be that happy with your single life. You might not be happy with other areas of your life. But trying to pretend you're happy when you're not isn't always helpful. There are little brain tricks that you can do to trick your brain into thinking that you're happier than you are. But you know, in the pit of your stomach, in the deepest sense of your heart, whether you feel happy or not. 
being single. So when someone questions it, it often comes out as a defensive mechanism if you're not fully aligned. Sometimes you can become defensive if you're just fed up with people asking that question or doubting that you're happy or then saying that you'll be happier in another way. It's one of the things that really bugs me. But when it comes to happiness, we might be a little bit confused and we also need to be careful with how we're describing it. So I was listening to yet another Diary of a CEO episode. I think I've mentioned this one before. It was when Stephen Bartlett was interviewing Mo Gaudat and he was talking about how we've confused this idea of happiness. We see it as excitement and being on a high and that we should feel like that all the time. Whereas actually, it's not happiness that we should necessarily be seeking. It's peace and contentment and acceptance. And it was interesting then when somebody texts me, one of my old friends, I don't speak to that regularly, one of my old colleagues, I probably would say, from the theatre world. We were having an exchange because where I've transitioned into coming back into work, I tapped a few people up and said, you know, if you need help with theatre stuff, live event stuff, give me a shout. That's what I used to do. But it also then led to us having a little bit more commonality now in that I was doing some of those things and I've been helping out Van Dram shows here and there in amongst all the other stuff that I do. But it also led to talking a little bit about how our lives have been going over the past few years. Bear in mind, we we haven't really spoken, oh, probably since sort of 2018 time. And within the conversation and the exchange we had, he asked me, are you happy? Now, it's not the specific title I've given this podcast episode. It was that general, but are you happy? And... I don't know if he ever expected such a deep answer to come out of it, but you are now asking me who has changed from how who I was in 2018 sort of time or before that even. And I can answer that kind of question with a deeper sense and a deeper response. And it took me some time without overloading a WhatsApp message either. It was quite a long one, I'm not going to lie. I felt like it was like a mini reflection point for me of, am I happy? And it's possibly something that we should even be doing all the time to make sure that we really are happy. But then it becomes down, and you might have noticed that little uh, pause in my voice there, because I was going to say something different. And it wasn't that I was happy. This was roughly how I answered the message. I didn't actually define it as happiness. I was about to say just then in the podcast, if it's in alignment, if it is matching what you expect to be getting out of life. And this comes back to the idea of having core values, an exercise I did years and years back where you go through a list of values, and I've spoken about this before, people love it, and you whittle it down to all the values that mean absolutely everything to you. And you would think maybe they come out the same, like surely everyone values family and surely everyone values love. You do it and you see what you eliminate and then cross-reference it with someone else that's maybe a little different to you. Maybe someone in your close friendship circle is very similar and that's the reason you're friends. Maybe, I've not tested that out but I know for a fact some people put things down that I don't put down and then eventually you group them and you decide what that kind of group is and you come up with generally three to five some people have a couple more I think it's harder I have four that I'm solidly in alignment with and then there's one that kind of is still being discovered like you don't have to know it all now I've got a few words but none of them speak to me fully enough to be like yes that's it that is the one that is what represents it So when I was replying to this person in this, are you happy? In fact, let me find it on WhatsApp because I want to be accurate. The phrase he said was, sounds like a good balance though. Are you happy? And I said, I'd say I'm more at ease, more content even. There was a lot of inner work to do, 
and just a deep sense of loneliness slash not belonging. And I couldn't understand why when I'd always done all the things you're taught you're supposed to do. So after putting the layers back and starting again, I now care less about stuff in a good way. And I've worked on friendships, so I have a strong group around me. And that's the kind of thing that matters more. So call it happy, call it more peaceful. I'm definitely more that way leaning than I was before. Happiness, back to that quote from Mo Gaudat, is excitement. And my life can look very exciting on social media. And so can everybody else's life. Because they're going to parties, they're going on holidays, they're doing things. You're seeing the highlights real. I can tell you that that people post and that might look like fun and excitement, but it doesn't mean that they have that deep, true sense of self, acceptance and peace and alignment in their life. Because those moments are easy to tap into. It's easy to buy a ticket and go somewhere. It is easy to book a holiday, even on your own and have fun. And I'm not saying the things that I do now aren't fun and I'm not enjoying them, but it's part of a bigger piece of artwork. You're just seeing the little sprinkling on top. But what happens when that person or any person or you are at home on your own? How do they feel about their life and themselves then? Are you okay with having that time on your own? Are you okay with the family events that you feel that you need to go to? Are you okay with the friendship circles that are around you? Are you okay with what you get up to do every single day for your job? It's a really important question that we should be evaluating all the time without like loads of pressure, but just checking in with ourselves. Is this in alignment with what I really want to do? And I think, unfortunately, my reality of when I realised I didn't want to be in my marriage anymore was the beginning of that. And it's the trigger point for the quarter life crisis, which I previously used to speak a lot about. It's kind of, it's woven in. Because a quarter life crisis is distinctively different from a midlife crisis in most cases. So going back to the research by Dr. Oliver Robinson, who's done a whole load of studies on these life crises points. And you can check out a video on YouTube. There's a whole document that he did with um, a bank account about quarter life crisis. And The midlife crisis is all to do with usually being locked into situations. So your job, your family life, your marriage, because it's like, oh my God, this is the inevitable. I'm going to be here forever. And I can't say I wasn't absent of that thought when I got into my marriage. I was like, I'm 25 and uh, this is forever because of what marriage normally entails. But actually, the cause of life crisis is a little bit different. And whilst I can still have that overlapping feeling from what a midlife crisis was too, it's to do with the fact that what you were told would bring you happiness or peace or contentment isn't necessarily it. You start to question the social norms and the narrative that you have been subject to ever since you were born, ever since you set foot in nursery, ever since your parents spoke to you and influenced you, ever since you went into a school, ever since what you saw your parents were doing, your family members and your friends. It's when you kind of question the status quo and start discovering the world for yourself. So our society script is that to be happy, you should be in a relationship and progress through that to develop. And anything less than that's not not as good. And I would highly argue that it doesn't have to be. And like staying single isn't for everybody. 
some people really do want that family life. I don't have the drive for the family life. I do have a drive for wanting the partnerships. So one of my values of those four that's really strong is connection. And I work on that all the time. It's why I love doing what I do. I love talking to people. I love trying to kind of really understand them. And that means that some people aren't for me because they're very surface level and they're very interested in gossip and they're interested in pop culture. Whereas I'm like, oh no, I'd really like to know why you're the way you are. And that's that puts some people off because they don't want to think about that. They don't have the self-awareness and they don't want to delve into the reasons they are the way they are. I also want to be there for people, right? I still want to care for people. I still want to help if it's necessary to. I still want to have experiences with others. I don't want to sit there and be this bold solo person that never interacts with someone. I think that's a danger in itself. I think you can only rely on yourself, but you build reliance with other people. And you hope and you trust that they don't let you down with that. But when it comes to deciding if you are really happy when you're single, you need to decide what matters most to you. You have to decide what is important and how to get there regardless of your relationship status. So love could be a value of yours connection, relationships, whatever word you're going to use. I probably had those all as values, put them in the same group and I decided the word for me was connection and other people it would be love. And then it's defining what all of that looks like and where you can get those things from. Because if any of your values, not just love, it could be that one of them is, another one of mine is creativity. It it could be that an absence of any one of the things that matter most to you is what's causing your unhappiness. And it's also then considering that each of those values can be achieved in a different way. That there isn't just one answer to achieving connection with people. There isn't just one way to love people. There isn't just one way to have relationships with people. And there isn't just one way to be creative. There isn't just one way to develop the sense of family and so on. It's being able to look at it and do the inner work of what this means to you and You can go down the route of why it happened as well and why you're the way you are. To me, that's really interesting and useful. To other people, it relives experiences they don't really need or feel are beneficial. To me, I like to see the patterns so I know where to break them and to be able to observe them in others, whether I share that with them or not, but to kind of understand. And you won't be the first person. Obviously, I'm sharing my experience. If you've read Stephen Bartlett's Happy Sexy Millionaire, there's the word happy in there. He was trying to be happy by being incredibly fit and stunning and and good looking and having money and owning a particular car. I can't think what it is by a particular age. I think it was 21. He did all of it. And he wasn't happy in the sense he was still chasing more. If you constantly feel like you're chasing, then there's probably an issue there. And I was doing that. In all honesty, I was doing that back in my early 20s. Because one of the things my ex said to me at one point is, when will this ever be enough for you? When will it ever be enough? When will we stop having to do something more? And I couldn't see it then. Maybe he had more insight than I did. I didn't have much self-awareness in that sense then. I had confidence. I had skills. I was good at my job. But there wasn't that deep, true sense. And nothing was done with intent. And I don't know what I even replied to when he said that. Obviously, it stuck with me because I can remember it. But when we're chasing external validation versus internal, that's when it becomes a problem because we're doing things for other people. We're doing the things that we think will sort us out, inverted commas. We're doing the things that 
we think we should do because society tells us it's going to make us happy. When in actual fact, the key to being happy when you're single is to work out what being happy, peaceful or content really means to you. And a few things cropped up from when that person asked me, am I happy? You know, did he ask me because he thought I was unhappy before? I had expressed to him the reason that we can speak on that level is because previously I've spoken to them and I had concerns before. It wasn't about my marriage. It was about how I felt probably about myself. That loneliness coming back in, I suppose. Did I see it as unhappiness? I never at the time could see the unhappiness or the disconnect. I was worried about myself, but I couldn't access it well enough. It was only when I started to kind of pay attention and obviously make bold moves like leaving marriages that I could start to access it. Like I described in the message back to that person, it was undoing the layers and starting again, which is hard work. The further in you are, the harder it is to do, which is why people in their like 40s, 50s, 60s aren't interested. Because imagine having to undo 30 plus years or more of the person that you thought you were, your identity. I was 25 when I started this. When do you really start developing your sense of identity? Like really, from your teens, let's say, you know, only had kind of 15 years to undo. Even if you took from the start of my life to that point, 25 years, nothing on someone that's 50 years old. And to me, that was the easiest way to do it. Knock it all down and and start it again because the foundations weren't there. The more you run away from this, the harder it is to do later down the line because you're building a house on poor foundations. As Daniel Sloss puts it in the Netflix comedy show Jigsaw, when he talks about like the partner that you're with, like if you choose that jigsaw piece person to be at the center of your puzzle with you, and then you build a puzzle all the way around it with that in the middle, like, and it's not right and it's toxic and it's wrong. Like you've got a whole puzzle piece, a whole piece of artwork based on that, based on those two bits being together. And you're taking that out right in the middle. It's so important to get the beginning of life right so when you're single the beauty is the time it takes because you do not want to rush into a relationship where you haven't done the work and it is this interesting concept that that gets thrown about all the time which is you've got to love yourself before you can love anyone else i half love that quote i half don't agree with that quote i i would do i do and i don't like it bit marmite even within myself because there is something where we know we need others to survive we know we actually need support and love from elsewhere I think they're more equal than they are this one before that or that one before this. You have to feel like you're safe and in an environment where you can be who you truly are without judgment, without hate, without discouragement before you can keep stepping in. It's called the dependency paradox. We have to know that people are there for us. We have to know that people believe in us before we can fully step into ourselves. But you also want to keep stepping into the self that you really want to be, not just be the one that they're going to approve of. And that's a challenge in itself. It's what I encourage, you know, I get comments on my videos. I make jokes about, you know, the way dating is. And sometimes some of the things that people are frustrated in at others is things that they don't like that person's choice of. So I usually call out poor behavior, poor communication, not being honest. But if someone chooses a lifestyle that's different to mine, such as a relationship setup that's not the same as my preference or, you know, sexuality, which we wouldn't call we generally don't call people's sexuality out. We're very accepting that that's a person's choice. But when it comes to other things nowadays, sometimes we feel put out because of someone else's choice. By all means, if they've been dishonest, that's wrong. Walking into life with compassion for others, letting them choose their own paths and realising that 
okay, yes, still the majority of people choose this very similar looking path. They have very similar beliefs because, you know, following a crowd is safer than not. But I'm quite happy to keep developing the crowd that believe that we can be happy when we're single. I do that because I lead with that. And there are still points where I question it. My mental health fluctuates as much as anyone else. And sometimes we get too many knocks that make us doubt what we're doing. There is a tinge of sadness when I do look back now. And when I think of the moment that I went to see that person and was upset and confused and lost, they're good words to describe that time. The realisation that I wasn't serving myself best. Oh, that feels mm, upsetting, I suppose. Because if you do any inner child work, you you kind of think like, I wasn't doing what was best for her. But then I didn't know any better. So I don't sit there and blame myself. I don't hold shame for that. I'm more than thankful that things hit the fan at 26 rather than 46. And if you're 46 and listen, it's obviously not too late. I just know that you've got more and more life experiences and possibly more and more investments to have to consider and to have to undo if you're going to start doing this work. But it all has to be released. If you have any kind of doubt about your satisfaction levels and your contentment at this time, don't put them off. It's a Pandora's box. The more that you let build up, it will eventually just overspill if you don't. Single life can be enjoyed. It takes time to work on acceptance. It takes time to be okay that we can't control everything. Unfortunately, life is unpredictable. And some of these stories and narratives that we've heard aren't so easy, aren't so possible, and actually aren't the norm. The thing that loads of people seem to hold on to is that one long relationship forever. And you'd have heard this many a time from me now. I don't believe in one true love. I believe in many potential loves. And that idea of multiple long-term relationships, that's so much more realistic. And actually what happens in life than the fairy tale, the prince and the princess. It's outdated. Just think of how many people you know were in a long-term relationship and are now married. Like even just that, even if it was two, long-term relationship, that ended, then the next one led to marriage, which will probably last a long time. Hopefully, you know, they still weren't in one for that whole time. And then there are those that, you know, that doesn't even happen for the marriage, but they have those long-term relationships. There's so much that comes into question. You really have to keep an eye on what really is the norm, what really does happen, and then come back to what is it that you really want. So you can be happy being single. I'm not going to go into the reasons why, because it's basically episode number one. Eight ways to enjoy being single, something along those lines. And then we've got the first anniversary podcast episode, which is how to celebrate your single life. I love it. Do I want to be in a relationship? I have a deep sense of intention for connections. If it comes in the form of a relationship, great. What that looks like, who knows? Because I still am constantly discovering that. But other than that, I look for connections and love in other ways in my life that mean that I am not void of love. I don't feel unloved. I don't feel like I don't belong. I feel like I have core people in my life that could do exactly the same as what I think some people seek out one individual for. And that was my whole thing. 
building this network of at least five people that I could go to pretty much at any time and have that support. That's that's what I knew I needed and to be accepted by them on a deepest level. And they can't all have attention for me at 100% of the time. Once you get that, to me, was really an unlocking moment. And that's what I help people work on amongst other things. And we're currently running a challenge. If you want to get involved, it starts on Monday the 8th of August and it involves that process where it starts to chip away at it at least. Starting to get people kicking off with loneliness. And it's sometimes the loneliness that can stop us feeling the contentment and happiness. So it's becoming at ease with that. I want you to reflect on the episode today to think about what it means to you to be happy, to be content, to be peaceful and to be in alignment with what matters to you most. What is it in your life that matters the most to you? And are you living each day in a way that allows you to step one step closer towards that? As I said at the beginning of the episode, if you've enjoyed it, please share it on your social media and give us a review. Drop me a message if you want. I do get back to as many people as I can as well because I appreciate the time that you take out to review, to post and to message me. So I try and give that time back as well. Until next time, everybody, though, keep celebrating single life together.